Hello, and welcome to The Marvel Virgin, a podcast all about the Marvel Cinematic Universe. My name is Paul, and I'm a Marvel Virgin. And my name is Kaylee, and I'm a Marvel whore. For each episode, Paul is watching a Marvel movie or TV series for the very first time, and with my help, we'll be delving into the good and not-so-good aspects of the MCU, and navigating the secrets and intricacies of this big and complex universe. If you'd like to send in any questions, comments, factoids, or even if you'd like to correct anything we've said, after all, we're not perfect, then you can tweet us at the Marvel Virgin. We'd love to hear from you. Enjoy the show. Today we're talking about the TV series, What If? Or What, what If? Uh, like dot, 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 <laughs> question mark. Either way, um, dot, 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 question mark is a head tilt upwards and a sort it of like you smile. That's what I would see it as. That's what it is. It doesn't make a sound, but it makes a movement. It's what if. Right. Uh, what if? What if? What if? <laughs> yeah, that could be the whole podcast, just us doing this many and times. What's that called? The three dots? Is, is that an ellipsis? It's an ellipsis, yeah. Isn't that one of the most foreboding things you can ever see? Like if yes. you see it in a work email, doesn't don't you just like th- doesn't your heart just drop? So I have one person I work with, and she literally ends every sentence with an ellipsis, even like on Messenger. And every time she'll be like, "Yes, dot dot dot," and I'm like, "Oh, she it makes me die inside." And it's like and it's just if, if you see it from someone who's higher up than you, you immediately think you need to be able to finish the sentence, but it has to be the exact thing that they want from you. That's yes. how I read it as, and it's just the, mo- yeah, it's the most frightening thing you can ever see. So this title is quite foreboding. <laughs> it is very foreboding, but it's a lot of fun as well at the same time. So it is really fun. I really enjoyed this. Like um, if it animated, like love a cartoon because mm-hmm. it's sometimes it's just easier to watch a, like a, a cartoon um, because the well, character has Sorry, very yeah. like. I was gonna say, like, you remember, like, Saturday morning cartoons of serial vibes. This was that for me. Yes, yes, me too. I, yeah, I, I got that vibe of it. This, I guess, because a cartoon is inevitably more colourful, more vibrant. The characters can do th- can do anything. Like, you can make yeah. a character just jump and do a loop loop. And I guess you can do that with, um, in like films with computer graphics but it always looks a bit wrong if they're behaving like a cartoon character whereas a cartoon character could just like bend their leg all the way around them several times and you go yep, yep that's totally possible it meant you get some really good action sequences actually i'm thinking of the what if peggy carter episode in particular that like she just like jumps between planes there's all sorts going on it's very very fun to watch wouldn't work with real people is really vibrant and yeah really fun the action sequences were really good like yeah I, I think it can go either way with animation it could be really exciting or it could be a little bit naff um mm. because I guess when you do actors you have to work within certain physical parameters whereas cartoons can go anywhere so but then if you if you do have that limitation if that limitation is gone mm. then someone could just be like let's just explode a load of stuff blah! and just go crazy and it just doesn't work moderation is everything but I think they did it really well my do too like a lot of people say this is a very it's weird because it's it's I'm not going to say too much about how I did critics wise because I don't want to spoil things for you for later no Um, no don't you dare but it's a bit of a marmite one in that some people like are calling it like just it's for 
Marvel fans through and through. It's like love letter to Marvel fans. And other people are like, anyone can enjoy it. And I would say it's very accessible because, like I've said before, Chris isn't really a Marvel fan. He happily joined me for this one. That's it. And you don't need the backstory in any of the episodes because you could just watch an episode and just think, well, this is what happens. Yeah. And it doesn't matter what happened in the original exactly. Um, you could go watch that if you really wish to. Um, but, oh, interesting, because yeah. this means that this is their timeline. This is their original timeline for people who've never watched the other one. And the other one's a deviation for them. Therefore, we are in the multiverse ourselves. <laughs> This is where it gets really existential. Yeah. I just, yeah, it's a proper head blow. It's weak. It's like, it's so light, but it's also so dark and deep at the same time. That's what I liked was I went into this thinking, okay, animated series. It's all like the other versions of it. I thought it was, it felt like the, the idea felt like it was just a filler thing. And they're like, you know what? Let's just fill in some time between films and TV series and stuff. Let's just do this. So I thought, okay, fine. I'll watch it. Only 25 minutes an episode. Fine. Like, that's all good. By the end of it, I was grips. Like, oh, when yeah. that Very bit, good. when um, Ultron hears the Watcher, I just went, <gasps> <laughs> no! <laughs> it's so good. It's so rich as well and there's so many like you, you could see it having such a huge impact on the mcu going forward like they did a fantastic fans. job yeah they did a fantastic job of creating these different storylines but then bringing them together there mm. is a story arc to, i didn't realize there would be such a story arc to it but there is and i really i love us i love a story arc across uh, a series and I, um i think that i think they weave that in really well by assembling together at the end all the sort of alternative characters, like the alternative Peggy, the alternative Strange, the alternative T'Challa, the alternative Killmonger, all of them together to then defeat this alternative Ultron. Um, But then it's all happening within all the universes. Therefore, this effectively becomes canon. No? Yeah, it's... it's, uh, Yeah. Therefore, if we go into... (laughs) say uh one of the films they they make one of the films technically within that timeline this is all happens because it happens in like the watchers realm yeah well there's a lot of theories about how everything will come together in phase mm. four phase five as well so you know it's interesting i suppose we should explain the the, the whole concept is that <laughs> god it's really deep there um the each episode shows a different universe where something alternative to what has happened in phases one to three happens um it's like um uh, like a butterfly effect yes yes like that yeah a different uh, one different decision gets made creating a different pathway and a different thing happens. And we're watching it from the perspective of this character called the Watcher, who looks like a gigantic baby because he's got a bowl. Do you head. remember? Do you remember who everyone thought the Watcher was originally? No. So God. Everyone had no. Everyone had theories that Stan Lee's character was the Watcher in all the MCU films. Oh, oh yes, I do remember that. Yes, yes, because there's there's um there's a bit there's a cameo he did where he met people who looked like the Watcher or something. Doesn't mm. he? Doesn't I he meet so, a bunch yeah. of aliens who are that's who they are? Yeah. 
but I think it's also just that everyone's like but he seems to have knowledge of everything and he's always very sort of like aware and you know self-aware of what's going on so mm. yeah anyway sorry to- well maybe the watcher himself is a universe and there's other watchers watching other multiverses well that is and a theory then- yeah. And then within that, watching all of them is Stan Lee. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Oh, from wherever he is now. <laughs> but the Watcher kind of exists in this other realm. And he's got like <laughs> lots and lots of kind of, he's basically watching TV, but he's watching lots of different TVs with lots of different things happening. And it's like, he goes, oh, what if this happens? And presses a button on his little remote control and watches it. Mm. And then we watch it with him. Um but then in the last few episodes, um, there's an alternative version of Ultron who gets the Infinity Stones, he takes over, but then he manages to get into the Watcher's realm, which then effectively puts the entire multiverse in great jeopardy. Yes. I do like, you definitely needed to have such a stable MCU before you brought this in. Mm. Because it's become like, Oh, I guess it's like our our law almost. Like we all know it, even if we don't know it. Like everyone knows about Captain America. Everyone knows about Spider Man. So having like this come in at this point and disrupt it all is a lot of fun for everyone. And I think it's really fun. And I think it also helps to understand the idea of the multiverse mm, for the purpose of phases four, five, and six. I suppose yeah. because I guess it was introduced in a bit more detail in Loki where they yeah. took it through. It had that very useful little animated sequence with the little clock, um, and that was great. Um, but I suppose by the end of Loki, you are a bit sort of mind-boggled by what the consequences of Loki's decision-making are with all the different strands coming off. So what if kind of helps us along a little bit with that, yeah. doesn't it? It kind of spoon-feeds us, right, this is kind of what we mean by the multiverse, and this is how it works. And... Um, and yeah, I like that. That helps me as a. St- <laughs> I think it's good. Yeah, and it opens up like it kind of makes you more aware of different characters and their different strengths and their different roles within the universe because you see how the world will be shifted slightly, mm. be differently. But I would have, and it also opens up the world to like lots of spin-offs, really, because some of these timelines I prefer. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Some of the ideas are or to bring in some of it to the the main storyline yeah the one that we're familiar with our one I suppose I don't want to call it the main one because I suppose that suggests that all the others are not main when they would be main to the people watching them sorry the original OG OG from but that's from our perspective well yeah but we are our perspective this is our podcast Yes, that's true. It is our podcast, yeah. And what we say goes. So, yeah. Okay. In one of the other multiverses, our podcast will be probably called The Virgin Marvel or something. There are yeah. ver- versions of us, oh my God, who are talking yeah, about all of this. No, and you'll be telling me all about Marvel and I'll be going, oh, I don't understand. Isn't there, there's an episode of Futurama where they see a parallel version of themselves and they all look slightly different and I think yeah. Fry says to the professor oh and then there's like infinite numbers of parallel universes based on each decision we make in our lives and the professor goes no just two <laughs> <laughs> yes I actually it's weird that that one didn't do as well as the Simpsons because there was a lot to it there was a it lot were, I suppose it wasn't the, the Simpsons had that sort of the, the 90s I, Simpsons had that sort of cutting 90s like satire which 
nothing Matt Groening ever has ever done has ever really matched that, I suppose. No, especially Disenchanted. That was probably one of the worst things ever. And it's still going. It's still, like it's still being made. I don't really get why. I don't get why The Simpsons is still being made, quite frankly. Um, no, I dipped back in the other day because I read something about how some of the later episodes are actually quite good. And I was like, fine, I'll watch a few of them. And there was like one or two. But I was like, I don't know. It feels a bit like because you look at animations that there are today, they feel a lot faster paced and a bit more innovative and like, like this even. Watching. You go, you go, go back and watch some 90s Simpsons and... The, the number of jokes they get into just like a one minute scene or something um, are just genius. It, yeah. it's, it's, it's really spectacular. It's never been matched ever, I don't think. It's um, like the stuff like South Park and Family Guy that came along to kind of take over the mantle. They're great, but they rely very much on like shock humor. The Simpsons was, you know, incisive. It made you see your own, your own society in a different way. So, yeah. Uh, and I still think some of them are just like still my favourite lines, like when the ants and he's like, and I for one welcome our insect overlords. That will never not be funny to me. <laughs> I know. And the one where Mr. Burns uh, disguised himself in moustache and he's like, I'm Mr. Snrub. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Anyway, that's another cartoon. But That's another but cartoon, but yeah. Have you heard yeah. of The Simpsons, everyone listening? It's very nice. We recommend Yes, we recommend The Simpsons <laughs> if you've never heard of it before. That's one for you. <laughs> what was your what was your favorite what if episode? Can I please have two? <sighs> fine. Fine. I'll okay. bend the rules for you. In a, in a in a parallel universe, you'd be like you'd be more um submissive to rules. I would. But do you want a submissive woman on your podcast? No. <laughs> no, I suppose not. No. Sometimes it wouldn't look good. <laughs> it wouldn't look good for you. It's not good for your aesthetic. Um, so no, the first one, the T'Challa becomes Star-Lord because he is so much better at being Star-Lord than Star-Lord. Like, Are you just bitter because Chris Pratt, like, stopped them getting the glove off Thanos? Yes, but also, mm-hmm. no, he is just very good. But there's no dancing and music, which is a shame. But, like, he talks Thanos down. Like, Nebula's a happy woman because her dad's kinder to her and stops his experimenting from, like, the eye onwards. Mm. He, like... He just solves a lot of problems and he just seems very, he kind of like seems that like he belongs in every part of the universe, multiverse, not just in the one he had. I think, I suppose T'Challa is a better role model of heroism than yeah. um, Peter Quill. Because Peter Quill is, you know, he's impulsive and he's a bit bumbling and a bit aggravating and sometimes. Being, like, because T'Challa obviously fits in as both roles. Like, he's either Black Panther or he's Star-Lord or wherever he goes in the universe. But um, if Starlord isn't Starlord, he is just working at like an ice cream shop. Yes, yes, I like that. <laughs> yeah, and goes just, and visits him. Yeah, yeah. I like, they they do they do really like uh, give Peter Quill a hard time. They're like, yeah, that's all he gets in yeah. this. He's that or nothing, guys. And you're like, I kind of kind of could see him doing nothing to be honest. Like, Whereas but, T'Challa's like, either you're king of Wakanda or you're Starlord. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Or someone else. Probably. You could be whoever you want. You believe. You have so much self-belief. and Exactly. Um, so that was one. And then my other favourite is the zombies one, obviously, because I just think that could work as a whole bloody series. It's so good. Like the, I'd never considered the concept. Well, I had seen the comic book covers. I've mm-hmm. not read them. But I never really considered the fact that zombie films always just focus on normal people becoming zombies. Whereas this was like, what if a superhero became a zombie? I was like, oh, we would be that. Absolutely 
screwed. <laughs> we would be so screwed. And it like ticks off so many boxes in like classic zombie horror. So you've got like the mysterious compound where you think you found the cure and there's a nice person there, but oh no, he's evil. And there's like a super main zombie and you've also got like the little bit of home movie making that he does and the, the rules. You've got the rules established quite early on and the one thing, because I watched it with Chris and he's a big horror nut, as you as you know, but the one thing he pointed out was that the zombies become zombies very quickly and they all decompose very quickly, like within seconds, unless it's Hope, who just takes a really long time. Yeah, yeah. I, I You know what? My favourite one was the zombies one as well. It's good, right? It's so I good. like the zombies one, yeah. I, um, I liked that one the best. I mean, I like zombie stuff. I'm not like a big, big on horror, but I'm really fascinated by the idea of zombies. And yeah, like you say, the rules are established early on. And I like that in different zombie franchises, the rules are always slightly different about how it all works. Like the way World War Z is constructed is different to how The Walking Dead is constructed. Um, And the problems that the characters face as a result of that. um, And I think they did really well at doing at. Um, uh, contributing to the zombie genre in just a 25-minute episode in that yeah, way. I could have used them more. I, one thing that Chris pointed out that he didn't like was, because um, he always has to have something he doesn't like, he, um, he didn't like that they reference zombie movies. That's one of his pet peeves, is when zombie movies reference other zombie movies. But then we point out, Sean the Dead does it in a really good way, when they're like, are the zombies still out there? And they're all like, we're not using that word, because it's ridiculous. But <laughs> it's like one of my top tier zombie movies i think sure i suppose yeah because if if zombies happen in a universe where zombies can actually happen you wouldn't the characters would get foiled because they won't know about the idea of zombies yeah whereas if if you see as if i see a zombie if i see you as a zombie i'm like well cut off the head dumb we know what to do with this situation (laughs) yeah and there's always that scene where someone someone's loved one is becoming a zombie and I'm like cut off the head now and they're like I can't I can't do it I love them so much I'm like cut off the head now they are dead put them outside like in that oh that nuclear warning video you get uh put your grandmother outside if she becomes ill that's what you need to do <laughs> literally like the moment and with, there's always someone who gets bitten and they try and hide it and they're getting feverish and stuff and like I'm fine I'm like they're bitten. Literally, strip them down. Find that bite mark. Shoot them in the head. Done. But you need to watch. Um, you need to watch Community. There's a really good zombie episode in Community, actually. Okay. I'll watch the zombie episode. Um, and it it kind of borrowed from like 28 Days Later with the beginning of this episode. I felt like when he he wakes up. I mean, he's not in a hospital, but he wakes up. He's like, oh no, what's happened? I'm here to warn everyone. Manos is coming, and he feels like his friends are there, and then you, and then you get closer, and you're like, oh my god. Tony Stark is an is an iron zombie, and <laughs> mm. I love that the cape's still on their side, though. Yes, the cape. I would. I'd like. I can't. I don't think the cape can turn into a zombie. I suppose. Yes, no. Unless, no I, I don't I know. Don't. I don't know. And I liked how it kind of built. Like you say, there's a compound. They think the cure's there. Turns out there's more to it than they think. Um, but also. They'd establish that if a if a superhero becomes a zombie, we'd be screwed because they're so powerful and they still have their powers even as a zombie. So when they revealed that Wanda is the zombie there, it's like, oh no, oh no. 
<laughs> you are screwed. <laughs> so screwed. I was like, oh, at level six, we've seen one division that you know both Vision and Wanda would go to the ends of the bloody earth and mess up everyone's lives for each other. Their love is pure. but They literally destroy people mentally. Their love is pure, but also quite dangerous. Not good. It's not good for anyone. Like He was literally cutting bits off a friend of his to feed to her, <laughs> keeping him alive. Like, why did he choose to challenge? They didn't really explain that. Was his, was his flesh more sustenance than everyone else's? I don't get it. I think time and place just <laughs> happened to be there. Right time, right place. Wrong time, right, wrong place. I've <laughs> chat with him, which is quite nice, I guess. I think that that was an episode they could only do as animation because I think if you start doing zombies in real life, it becomes like rated 18, rated yeah. R. Um, and then suddenly it's not family-friendly entertainment anymore. It's, you know, because <laughs> zombies immediately suggest blood and guts and legs and arms and things like that. All flying even, everywhere even when it is a comedy zombie film i find mm, there's yeah. always a, uh, and there was this like you felt kind of felt for everyone and you had like new relationships so rather than tony being peter's mentor he had hope and they still had that very lovely breaking apart sacrificing moment so yeah yeah absolutely absolutely yes i'm glad we agree on that i'm glad too it's nice when we agree for i was I feel like Paul might like the zombie episode, but who knows? Who knows? <laughs> what was your least favourite? Like, which one could you have done without? I guess those questions are two different questions, really. Because one we could have done without, I guess, mm. would be... I love it, but I guess you could technically not have Captain Carter because it doesn't really change much. It's the same story, just sort of plays out, really. But in terms of when I didn't like the most would be the one where Killmonger saves Tony Stark because I feel like it didn't deviate enough like it would have been good seeing Killmonger maybe in a different kind of role rather than being the villain maybe we could have gone back to when T'Challa's dad and his uncle and maybe they both team up to help save everyone from slavery and it's like a different kind of Wakanda different kind of world they use the technology to help people that might have been more interesting for me I agree. I it was that wasn't my least favorite, but it was one that was uh, down there. I think I I wasn't a big fan of the Peggy Carter one for that reason you gave. In that that it, by the end of it, the same thing had happened. She'd come back in. She she disappears for a while, then comes back, and it's seventy years has passed, and that's literally the ending of the first Captain America. But I liked it slightly more because. The change, the what if, is literally a very small change where it all goes, it, it, it then changes. It's like, well, what if Pe Peggy was the one who had the serum instead? And I'm like, that is actually quite an interesting question because um, they've changed a very key thing about it. Whereas the question, what if Killmonger saved Tony Stark? I'm like, that feels a bit random. Like, it like, was he in the area? Did we ever establish that that could have been a possibility? Exactly. They needed to take a key moment that we've seen before and say, well, what if this happened a different way? Like, what if Killmonger actually was on T'Challa's side? Yeah. What, what would Wakanda become then? If, like, say the two of them were maybe kings together or there were two Black Panthers or something along those lines, That's like you said. Yeah, like it just it missed the mark on, on doing what the show does best. And I felt like it did Killmonger a disservice in that sense because we just saw Dad Killmonger again. <laughs> I was like, we've seen that guy. Exactly. I think those those are the, that was one of the best ones. But my least favorite 
I think was the one about Thor being an only child. I thought that was quite fun. Like, I didn't think it was one of the best or the worst, but it is a lot of fun. It's just nonsense. Because you kind of see the importance Loki has in his world. It's true. It's true. I just found it really tedious. <laughs> it was just that I was really yeah. trying to be funny and I didn't laugh once. I just sort of rolled my eyes and I didn't like how Jane was still like, oh, lovely man. Oh, and I'm like, no, Jane, Jane would see right through that straight away. She'd be like, you, I hate you. I, I don't like you at all. But like straight away. Think, yeah, because she doesn't really like Paul for, well, she does like the way he looks, but she also mm. kind of likes his spiritual side and the stuff he shows her rather than his frat boy energy mm. it's true i think it, it's one that ended well because it start kicks off the whole ultron storyline at the end but yeah it was one that i found a, it, it was one that i was like oh, how much longer have i got of this one like it's it's yeah it felt very sort of um like watching american pie Yes, actually, that's a very good way. Maybe each little episode in this series of nine episodes was a different genre and we didn't realise. They were. I mean, they were, they were different. Like we said, we had the zombies, which is very horror. The Thor oh, one what? is more comical. Captain Carter's kind of like war. Yeah. Or movie. And I, when I said we didn't need it, I did, I did add on that I liked it. I like seeing a woman given the power for once. And I quite like that she still liked... Steve when he's a bit weak and weedy because they never really made that clear in the original films you're like well this is a relationship built on lust and they will reconnect as elderly people and be like oh I don't know how I feel about this I did like that they yeah they did retcon all the problems I had with the first Captain America film because it's probably it's one of my least favorites it's one I actively dislike because it felt very like you can only be a hero if you're a big hulking mm. strong man and stuff. And she was, a, she only became really interested in him when he gets out of, when he's been injected with it. She, you know, she like touches him and it was that improvised moment that Hayley Atwell did. Yeah. Just, and okay. it's, yeah, yeah. And I, but I like that in this one. Yeah. She is still likes him. She's still like attracted to him, even when he's small and weedy, but also he's not too bothered about her being the strong one as well. He sort of carries on, finds his own strength. I mean, he gets a great big suit to use. Um, but... He's also like supporter, biggest cheerleader, I'd say, which is really nice to see because that doesn't happen a lot in real no life. no kind of like masculine insecurity. And I think if that had been written back when Captain America first came out, they would have had that. They would have had him being like, well, what kind of man am I? And I'm like, you're... Yeah. You still got skills. You've got a brain. Use it. Yeah, you could have been like that guy runs out and makes people. He's you know the, I can't remember what the film's called, but it's like Hackshaw Ridge or I can't remember. He runs out. He's he's a little medic and he with Andrew people. Garfield. Yes. yes, and he's a conscientious objector. And yeah, 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 yeah. That one. He could have been like that. He could have been a hero in a different way. Exactly. That's what I always said about Captain America, the first Captain America film. I'm like, there's nothing wrong with you fighting the war by maybe breaking the enigma code <laughs> for instance that was pretty that important worked for benedict didn't it was that the film he did <laughs> yeah that was it yeah and it's like oh benedict and kira they did it so why can't you do something like that that was just as important as you know fighting on the beaches mm. it's interesting actually that the love stories are kind of what keep but they remain consistent throughout all of them but in the doctor strange supreme one i found it very weird because he kind of just kind of forgets about rachel mcadams in his universe really that we haven't seen her again since have we she hasn't no i 
I wonder if that's more like the like Rachel McAdams' availability or wanting to be a big part yeah. of the universe. Because, you know, like Natalie Portman isn't in Thor Ragnarok. Like she wasn't sort of around at the time. So maybe, I don't know. I don't know if that's a reflection on his character. I'm trying to stand up yeah. a bit strange there. <laughs> I know. I just think it feels a bit weird. It feels a bit strange because he's so like upset that she dies. I'm like, I mean, you seem upset now, but in the you, you kind of don't seem that bothered when you like aren't friends anymore again mm. ever that's but i don't know it was that was the only thing i felt was a bit of a retcon maybe their relationship because they it was kind of based on him just being very aloof and arrogant and she was like his friend i don't know yeah yeah it's or oh, maybe I, I need to go back and re-watch dr strange it's one that i've there's various elements of that that have kind of disappeared from my head i must admit um, it is a seeing him go up against himself though i i kind of figured that um charles swinton's character kind of probably could have done a bit more than just doppelganger him but that's fine true i did enjoy the idea of him um the idea that you can't undo what's happened in your universe um and the way that he's become he it all consumes him and the fact that then his character comes back in at the end and he's still that bit unhinged and broken but he's kind of a good character as well. I, that was a much more interesting <laughs> Doctor Strange to me than the Doctor Strange that we've had before. I wonder um, if that is something you know, that love just echoes throughout the MCU. These love stories will always be there. Just because like Hope and Scott still big deal. Um, who else did we have? Stark I- and Pepper, I think. Are, Pepper's not really yeah. in it, but she, it's referenced, isn't it? Yeah, that's kind of referenced. And then you've got like, Peter and like just his love, his familial love for people as well. I suppose like, Thor and Jane, but it happens in a slightly different way. And and Kat Dennings and Thor. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's just a few stories that just sort of echo. I guess maybe that's quite nice, quite sentimental, really, for the MCU. So that love is. <gasps> what is the what is the quote from Vision? Love is or death. Grief is love everlasting, or. Oh yeah. Oh, grief is love. But that is that is what he was saying. They're little love. Vision. Wait, wait, wait. I'm going to find out. I'm going to find out. What is grief if not love persevering? Yes. So that's it. That quote I think sums up this universe because the love does persevere. It does persevere, grief. doesn't it? Yes. Yes. I was so close. What is grief but love everlasting? I was just one word off. And I suppose the characters are specifically written so they're suited to each other. So if you were to pair up different characters in a different way, it would be really difficult to kind of fit in a convincing love story into 25 minutes without it seeming a bit silly. So I suppose there's some things they couldn't go too far. You'd need another three phases to, to, um, you know, explore, I don't know, Tony Stark and Hope Van Dyne shacking up or something like that, you know? Interesting pairing <laughs> of all the people you could pick. Why not? Just spin, just spin, spin a wheel. <laughs> spin, and whichever two names come up, bam, yeah, would, put them together. Who would you actually pair? Who do you think could work well? Oh, who could who could work well? I mean, I think like so, like going LGBT here, something like a Hope Van Dyne Nebula pairing. Ooh, wouldn't they're that both, be cool? It would be cool, but they're both very um similar personalities both both got interesting relationships with their fathers 
Yeah. Um, I know I just pulled those names out of a hat, really, but yeah, <laughs> I'd like Lang- to see that. Scott Lang and Star Lord, if we go for LGBT, why not? Why the hell not? I mean, they'd they'd like clash over who's the most banterous, the silliest, I suppose. It would just be a frat boy disaster, actually. Mm, but would. I would like well paired up with someone quite serious, but I think you need someone who's serious with a bit of a twinkle. Yeah. Or Nick Fury and the one that Maria Hill. I think they got a little connection. Yeah, that's interesting because we never see them when they're not at work. Who knows what they get up to? Who knows? Who knows? They got maybe have very interesting hobbies. Oh, Coulson and Steve. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Because he's such a big fan. That would be creepy. That would be be a bit of creepy episode actually if it's Coulson just like he he is the obsessive fan like he's got photographs everywhere and he's like a bit of a stalker that'd be oh, a fun like a facial attraction kind of thing yes I that love be- that idea let's write to Marvel and get that sorted for season two yes I love that or Peggy and Natasha yeah like as a pairing as a love pairing but also a fighting pairing yes that's quite That's fun. Cool. That is good. Were there any story elements from the series, the What If series, that you think should have been done in the first place, right from phase one onwards? Hmm. They're hard because it's so established in my head. Mm. Hard to sort of be like, yeah, we should kick that out for this. Um, I had to really think about it for a bit. I guess you could probably keep the elements of the first episode, Captain Carter, and keep that going. That's probably the only one that I feel like. I agree. I was like, why wasn't Peggy Captain America to begin with? Just yeah. It's because it was one of the earlier films, and you know what men are like. They're like, a woman. <laughs> a heroic woman. No. And I suppose they wanted to keep being keeping with the main comic books um, to sort of bring people in and then maybe start to deviate as things go on. A bit more. The other one was about Doctor Strange and about the idea of him being a bit of a darker character. Um, I think that would have made the Doctor Strange film stand out a bit more from the rest. Yeah, it would have done. I think you kind of need him to be a good, less dark character though, because he plays quite an important role in events later to come. He does, but that could almost be something like his redemption. Like almost, yeah. I, I'd love a, the original Doctor Strange film to have been a bit more about this sort of obsession that he has that could be his drive because it's all about how he can't use his hands to do surgery so I'm like well he has to go learn about the mystic arts in that case and it's all very I don't know you can't I've always struggled to get behind him fully in not like Dr Strange but that's just me he's not my he's not my person you know I wouldn't know and and the whole the, the whole idea of him there's also the issue of him being take taking on sort of going to Asia and taking on their mystic arts and being better at it. And even though he's a white man and that sort of thing, I think to make him, a, to make his drive more, more selfish and more, more like his mental health would be a way around that in that he's using it for his own personal gain, but then his redemption could be what happens in the Avengers films. Yes. 
could be. But then I guess again they've wanted to stick to the comics a little mm. more. Then the comics he kind of I'm pretty sure. Yeah, he has a more important role. Like he's like the doctor to the superheroes. Like he helps deliver Jessica Jones's baby and stuff like that. So Yeah, yeah. And they don't use him in that way. I think they've found it difficult to fit him in in a unique way to give him a storyline that gives him the following like you know ant-man has the tone has the more sort of easygoing fun tone spider-man has the youngsters behind him like everyone's got their little niche um and i've always found that doctor strange is a bit generic in comparison Mm. personally yeah and i i no offense to Benedict Cumberbatch, but I don't think the accent really helped me get behind him. No, what putting on an American accent? Yeah. Mm. Like a dog walking around on its hind legs. It really froze me when an English actor who's really established suddenly is like American for no reason. When they're very, very, very British. Yeah. In that they're really like tied into the British zeitgeist. Yeah. That house with Hugh Laurie being American. I was like, it's the same thing. Why can't they just? not do this like have him be an English doctor or hire someone else it just I suppose because Benedict Cumberbatch's big break was playing Sherlock Holmes who's such a British character like there's literally images of Sherlock Holmes at Baker Street tube station um like this is part of our culture this character um then he's gone from that to jumping into the MCU which is the most American thing you can possibly think of really yeah uh, I do yeah. think the MCU needs some British superheroes why not hence yeah. Peggy Carter Exactly. They can't all be American. We need a few. Just like one or two. A little smidge. Hmm. No, they want diversity. Bring in some British people. Yeah. <laughs> We're great. Would you like would you like to see any of them done as spin-off series for like longer? Like in their own little they're still not connected to the current MCU timeline as we know Definitely, it. Definitely I feel like if they were to to keep the original Captain America as Chris Evans, Steve Rogers, then Agent Carter the series probably should have been done. Like mm-hmm like that like actually she gets the super serum maybe they could have said that after he disappears she finds some super serum or something she takes it and then she becomes a superhero um somehow and then weave that one in somehow um just because i really love Haley atwell as the character and i feel like she was a bit hard done by with series two of agent carter don't we all mm. <laughs> we all i would like because the thing is that we've got this big time area now expanse i guess between when captain america goes back and reunites with her and current events so they could do another series with the two of them if they wanted to are the two of them in like the late 40s early 50s or something yeah yeah yeah. solving crimes and having hijinks and doing all sorts of mischief that'd be great hijinks and mischief like the dastardly <laughs> and muttley yes exactly like that it would be great wouldn't it yeah <laughs> What about you? What would you have as like your which one would you choose as a spin-off series? I mean, I would really like a longer zombie series. Wouldn't that be cool? It but maybe be- animated so you can do the violence and stuff and it's not that bad. Yeah. Like I, I feel like I could have had way more episodes of that. Like I would love to have like an establishing episode after he lands, figuring out how it all happens. Mm. No, each I could have, yeah, I could have done that for days. Walking dead, but walking dead superheroes definitely definitely were there any like combination of characters that you particularly enjoyed that we hadn't seen before in the previous films and that 
did like seeing T'Challa with the um, Guardians because I felt like he is such a serious... He leads them better. <laughs> he does. He leads them better. And he's also such a serious character. So it's nice. He has so much charisma. It's nice to see him bouncing off mm. different to what we're used to. Um, who else did I really like? I like the group selected in the zombies. The, yes. the group that were on the train. I'm like, this is this feels like you spun a wheel and went with it. And I quite like that. It is quite good, actually, because you've got Sharon Carter as a sort of like Nat character. You've got Bucky as a sort of Captain America. Um, who else did we have on the train? Pete, Peter Parker is in there. And um, uh, Hope Van Dyne oh. is kind of leading them, which yes. I think is quite cool. I think it's very cool. And you've got Happy for a little bit, but not so great with Happy. Yeah, and you've sometimes. pre Bruce Banner. And Bruce Banner as well, yeah. And Kurt. Kurt. Yeah, the um, oh, Eastern European guy. Which one was that? I'm having he's, a mind blank. He's like, ah, oh, Baba Yaga. Oh, and yes, 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 yes. From, from Ant-Man. The, yeah, yeah, the Russian guy from Ant-Man, yeah. Really randomly that he was there, but... um. I quite like that he was. He was like the comic relief. And you had Scott's head. Yes, yes. I love that. Yeah, that, that again, the, the zombies one combined the characters in a different way. That was really interesting, I thought. Yeah. And they all had quite interesting. Um, you had quite a lot of normal people mixed with superheroes. Mm. Fact, I think they were all normal, like non-superhero, apart from Hulk, who's like power is intrinsically himself. The rest of them are all like humans, good at i guess at spider-man as well he's quite but he makes his own stuff doesn't he he's not super powered in that sense yeah just, and hopes relying on like her dad's technology and sharon's just like a sort of really good fighter winter soldier's a really good fighter happy hogan's just using like an iron hand mm. so they're normal almost like normal people which made the stakes feel higher yeah and then with the exception of hulk you haven't got any of like the really original mm. ones in there um and that was quite refreshing to be like well what if the avengers had kind of been this group instead mm. um you know uh that that was yeah that was cool yeah, what would, sorry. actually in the sense that it was um chadwick Boseman's last episode wasn't it and his he did the line about death is the not the end in my my culture, but he it was quite sad, like quite a poignant quote about how people live on, their legacy lives on. I mean mm. that kind of him, and he doesn't sound very well in that one. Like his voice acting sounds. I guess he's playing a non-well version of himself because he's been eaten by wonder. Mm. Felt very poignant, very sad. Yeah, yeah, it is, isn't it? I suppose. Yeah, some of their voices. I, when um, when it wasn't the original actor playing them, was sometimes a good impersonation, sometimes not. <laughs> Just do a different voice, kids. So don't try and impersonate if you're going to be this bad. But the the one that really made me laugh was um, then the one where um, the Avengers were all being killed off one by one, and um, and they had Betty. Is it Betty or Betsy? Who's the Hulk's love interest? Betty, yeah. Betty, the moment she spoke, I was like, that's not Liv Tyler. Because she said, <laughs> Liv Tyler, you know, she she has a relatively normal middle of the road kind of voice. 
but this whichever actress they got to do to do her voice in this was like hi i'm in love with the hulk and i went what <laughs> who is that is that moaning myrtle oh my god i would love it if it was moaning myrtle yeah maybe they were just like it's so not Liv Tyler. we're just gonna have to go with something completely different it was so funny i yeah that one made me laugh the others the when they were doing the other ones i thought like i couldn't really tell if it was them or not sometimes um i kind of like the idea that they they gave her notes to help her sound like Liv Tyler and she just did it and they all felt too awkward so they're like okay maybe yeah she's a very sort of sad person with low self-esteem so they thought oh you know just give her this it's just a few lines you can't mess it up that bad (laughs) (laughs) yeah cut it right out cut it right down small roll and then they present it to the heads of Marvel and they're like so we know Liv Tyler wasn't available we feel like you'll be okay with this Mm. it was actually now you mentioned that episode don't you think it's quite interesting that Hank Pym has like two instances where grief fucks up the world so there's like that one where he loses hope so he's like I'm gonna kill all the Avengers using my super small powers Mm. and then you've got the zombie episode where he goes and finds his wife and she's a zombie and he accidentally fucks up the world again Mm. it's a good good I don't know there's quite a lot of like if you look at it like there's lots of different aspects where loss and grief change the universe well, I suppose that's usually the driving factor for superheroes, isn't it? Is that they see that the world is, that there's something wrong with the world because they, it, something personal happens to them. You think you're okay until it happens to you, basically. Pretty much. But Hope didn't, didn't do that, but she lost her mum and Scott. No, and but she- I suppose the ultimate lesson is that men are fragile too. Or just much worse than women. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and do it like we can. Yeah, it is interesting that they used him twice in that way. Um, mm. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know why. Maybe I suppose they're looking for ways to put women more at the forefront in Phase Four because they haven't done it nearly enough to begin with. So yeah. in the one where the Avengers are being killed off, um, you see Natasha doing a whole lot more um, in that, uh, and then. Um, and then in the zombie one, Hope Van Dyne is kind of the leader and she sacrifices herself as well. Um, they, they did a lot of really good things with the sizing technology in that episode. Like looking at how mini zombies would be real bad. That was worse. quite funny. I hadn't even thought worse. about it. Like it's basically malaria, but like heightened and insane. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, it would be worse. Can you imagine? You can't see them. You can't see them. You would never be able to remove the head or destroy the brain because it'd just be a teeny weeny little mosquito or something. And they use their superpowers to be very small and escape zombies at times and like go inside them and explode them. It was, it was a lot of fun. But then it I was think fun. Take when she was like, I'll carry you and drop you into the compound, but I won't make myself small again before I become a zombie. I was like, well, that's going to come back and bite you all in the bum. Yeah, they didn't think of that. I mean, this is typical zombie genre stuff where I'm like, you look, you thought one step ahead, but you needed to think six steps ahead there, didn't you? Um, yeah. But I suppose how else were they going to do it realistically? I guess so, yeah. But she could have just shrunk down right at the end. Shoot. Yeah. What would be your, if you were the watcher, what would be your what-if question? Mm-hmm. So... I guess we talked a little bit about if Killmonger was a good guy mm-hmm. and he, Tyler. 
it would also be quite interesting to see what happened if um if um, if civil war didn't happen ah okay yeah so they didn't have like the sokovia accords going on or anything like that yeah they didn't split the party you know and how they would have defeated like would that have affected everything later to come with Thanos? would it have been mission mm. possibly yes um and what about if the rat didn't get scott out of the um miniverse yeah so he's stuck but, in there so he's still in there there's no heroic rat would they have been able to undo everything without his help Mm, that would be interesting yeah or is there a different way for him to get out yeah 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 (laughs) mine would be what if wanda's brother never died oh i don't think she would have fallen as hard for vision no and i don't i think that um that is her that's her big big turning point because they refer back to it so often and everything that happens with her is kind of stemmed from that. I kind of thought about what if she'd never like had anything tragic happen to her, but then she would never have got her powers because she gets it from the Stark Industries stuff, doesn't she? Yeah. Um, so I think I feel like that needs to happen. Otherwise, we don't have awesome wonder. Um, but what if her brother hadn't died? Because initially they're like on the bad, the baddie side. Um yeah. But then her brother dying changes things and it makes her fall in love with Vision and gives her all the grief that she has to contend with. And yeah. Yeah, and he's kind of her kryptonite in a way. So if she hadn't fallen in love with him, like Thanos would probably have been more easily defeated, no? Because she would have just been like, I just kill Vision straight away and the same would be gone. Yeah. So that would be yeah. quite an... But then maybe Quicksilver would have died and that would have been her kryptonite. Yeah, possibly. I, and also, would would she ever have turned good, or would she have been like this sort of dangerous entity living in the universe? They would have all died if she stayed bad. To be fair, like she has, is, there wouldn't stand a chance. No, she wouldn't. There's no chance of beating her. That's a really good one. I feel like Wanda was one character they didn't use much at all. It was just she was in the it was the zombie one where she was pretty major in it, and that was like a big reveal. But she was always a zombie in there. Mm. But the rest of it, she's not there a lot, um, which I found interesting. Um, so I've got some ideas for her in the second series. Yeah. What if Uncle Ben hadn't died? Oh my God. That's like, that's like, like when God said, let there be light. That's like the original <laughs> event. <laughs> the original event. But I think that would be very interesting because maybe would he be better or worse or would he not be a superhero at all? Yeah, again, that's the driving force of Spider-Man, is Uncle Ben's death. Would you have liked to have seen some of the like Daredevil Jessica Jonesy characters in this <gasps> movie? Yes, that would be cool. Yeah. What if what if Jessica Jones had never met David Tennant? Oh, yeah, because she was a superhero before he popped up, but she wasn't that good at it because she <laughs> her powers are all a bit all over the place. But that would have been very interesting actually to see whether she carried on like that. And because would she have had the same character as herself? Because she's she's so um, she, she's aloof. She's um, she struggles to sort of connect with people, struggles to trust people, and that I always get the impression that's a result of partly like her parents dying, but also um, David Tennant. What's this bloody name? Purple Man. 
the purple man can't remember the character's name now um kind of um exacerbated that is it kilgrave kilgrave there we go yes kilgrave I was like, kill Joy, kill Munger, kill Grave. There's kill one Grave. It's like, think of, think of two words to do with death and plonk them together. Kill Grave. Murder death. <laughs> <laughs> Stab shoot. That would be good. You could do Daredevil if he didn't lose his sight. Mm, Different yeah. sense. Or what if Daredevil wasn't a lawyer? Ooh. What if he was something else? Like... Um, I don't know, a mechanic. Or, I was like uh, a landlord, but a I don't. landlord. He uses powers to like break up bar fights and. Mm. Or a politician. Politician would be interesting. Mm. Police officer, because I feel like there's a lot of room for corruption in the police force. True, that's true. Oh, Hydra! There'd be loads of room for Hydra to have some twisting. Yeah. If um, Hydra. The main thought we've seen it a little bit, I guess. In um, oh, what's that awful show we don't like, Agents of Shield? If they were the main force rather than you know Shield. Oh yeah, that that alternative history. Yeah, yeah, that would be yes, yes, that would be cool. Or if Thanos just never did. If they just what if, never. Did. What if what if Thanos got the Infinity Stones but used them for good? Yeah, or if Thanos was driven by his like in the comics he's in love with the embodiment of death so what if that was the case rather than him just wanting to restore balance for fun mm, yeah or what if his planet had never been wiped out by overpopulation would he just be chilling somewhere he'd just be chilling well maybe he'll find some other problem or, he'd know. be gardening he'd be gardening yeah he'd have a little hat on a little straw he'd, hat yeah absolutely fine or iron man didn't help them undo the click yeah he chose to save his kid mm. or dr strange doesn't look at the alternative futures ah nice yes That's then good. it makes it really hard because dr strange knew that they all had to kind of flutter away yes there's lots that we could do there's so much there's so much <laughs> yeah um so the first episode of the next season is um it's uh cool it's a about, I can't remember the title of it, but it carries on what happens when uh, Peggy Carter finds the Hydra Stomper, apparently. So it's carrying on some of the storylines from the first season. It's not, it might be creating some new ones, but it's obviously carrying some of them on. So what other episodes do you think there will be that carry on certain aspects of season one? Okay, well, I mean, the zombie one, they all end on a cliffhanger, really. So you could have all of them. The zombie one definitely ended on a cliffhanger because you kind of want to see how they fix that problem. Mm. Would be interesting to see the alternative Avengers that get put together. That would be quite a fun one. That would be cool, yeah. Uh, Yeah, all of them end on cliffhangers. All of them. The big thing I got into, so there was also, we saw a zombie Thanos. Yes. With the gauntlet. Like that's that's some shit about to go down. <laughs> it's amazing that he has the mental faculty because normally zombies like stupid. Yeah, wouldn't he try and eat it or something? You're like, and you're like, oh no, he's not. <laughs> no, maybe that would be the big anticlimactic reveal. <laughs> <laughs> um, or obviously the big thing they explored at the end was the watchers changing values. 
because yeah. throughout it he's like i'm the watcher i watch but i don't intervene and at the end he's like oh shit i've got to intervene <laughs> uh, otherwise the whole multiverse just collapses because of ultron um so i'm very interested in how that goes because he's now broken his oath he's already. now rather than the watcher so that would be very interesting they should voice him with danny dyer based on your switch and tone <laughs> um, what i'm the watcher watcher <laughs> i'm the watcher to king alfred the first <laughs> whatever it was he found out in bloody family history thing he did was he descended from king alfred the great yeah he's oh um yeah he was just like what i knew it and you were like what? <laughs> I didn't. How are you? I mean, it makes sense because kings probably were a lot like that in those days. <laughs> they had every king had bastard sons. Like, yeah. like half of us are descended from Charles II. Let's face it, he yeah, was sure. notorious for it. Possibly Charles III too. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> no, none of it. Not all of us have fingers the size of Lincolnshire sausages. Let's face it. <laughs> oh, yeah, so much has happened since our last episode. <laughs> Yeah, the queen died. <laughs> what if the queen never died? That would she'd become a super villain. I think that's the thing, isn't it? If you don't, mm. you live long enough to become the villain. It's true. It's true. Because then she's going. She's after eternal life, like Cassandra in Doctor Who. Yes, mm. uh, she become a bit of bit of skin <laughs> stretched across a frame. Yeah, oh, she'd be like a big stamp. <laughs> yeah. Are we going to get done the tree? Now I am a stamp. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. So I'm interested. The Watcher I thought was a really fun character. I like when he started fighting, I was like, oh, 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 he's not watching anymore. Ooh. Or do you know what ties he has to another superhero franchise? No. The voice actor is yeah. Commissioner Gordon in the Batman, the new Batman film. Oh, is he? Oh. I love it when they straddle what's Marvel and DC and they're like, oh, I'm on both sides. Two now. (laughs) Two paychecks, thank you very much. They're having their cakes and eating it. But I don't know why you wouldn't want to have a cake and eat it because I would much prefer that to having a cake and not eating it. I know. I like how people get condemned for eating cake. And I'm like, well, you would. I I would eat that cake. Yeah. In this cost of living crisis, you take what you can get. <laughs> Just the crumbs of Victoria Sponge dropped. Yeah, on the uh, but yeah, I enjoyed What If. I thought it was a really fun series, and I didn't expect to enjoy it. And I didn't expect to be as emotionally involved in the last couple of episodes as I actually was. I was like, "Please defeat Ultron!" Oh no, he's so <laughs> evil. What if I were to ask you to score it out of five? Ooh, I give it a good four. That's four point cool. five. Yeah, I, I liked I- it. I would too. It makes me because I I watched it a while ago and I watched a few key episodes to prepare. But I kind of want to buy a special cereal and make it part of my Saturday morning routines again. So I need a season two. So then you can watch it on early on a Saturday morning. Yes, yeah. with a nice bowl of like I don't know golden grahams or something. Wheatos. Wheatos, chocolate orange special edition Wheatos. Yeah, <gasps> they have these. Yes, I saw them the other day and I was like, I can't really afford it in this this living cost crisis at the moment. But I keep thinking, I'm going to go back and get them because... You've got to treat yourself sometimes. Chocolate orange hoop. I think that's what I want. <laughs> right, you plan, think? plan. It says early 2023, according to Wikipedia. So that'll be 
our Saturday mornings. We can what we can click it. We can tune into Zoom, watch together, and we'll eat cereal. That sounds like the best plan ever. We should stock up now in case it's a special edition that doesn't last long. <laughs> yeah, stock up. Yeah, stock up on anything before there's a rush on the supermarket and a revolution. Um, do you want me to quiz you on some factoids before? Go on, then. yeah. Let's do some factoids. Let me get them. All right. Number one. What do you think it has on Rotten Tomatoes? Ooh, 1991. Oh, you are so good at this game now. You're 94. Yeah, that's my celebratory song. Um, the Watcher, how do you reckon they changed their character after meeting Jeffrey Wright? Who voiced him? Dunno. Gave him a deeper voice. No, that well, maybe. But um, yeah, he was really good. <laughs> Hello, I'm the watcher. I don't, I don't join in with things. I just watch things. Oh. I'm, a li- I'm a literal fly on the wall. That'd be quite fun, wouldn't it? Um, no, he was originally going to be very cold and stoic and just observe. But because Jeffrey Wright was like, "Oh, I love watching Marvel with my kid," mm-hmm. they rewrote it to be make him warm and very devoted in what he was watching. Oh. I guess it been like, did you read Under the Dome by Stephen King? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, like the aliens at the end of that. Yeah, it would have been like the aliens in that, yeah. Spoiler alert, guys, it's aliens, <laughs> if you haven't read the book. To be fair, with most Stephen King books where you're like, wonder what's going to happen here, it usually is. <laughs> like at the end of It, when it turns out to be a giant spider, and you go, yeah. it's a giant spider, are you fucking kidding me? Of course it is, guys. It's I n- never forgive him for that. One thing I liked about The Watcher that I just remembered was um, how... Uh, it started off as so you always in the episodes where he's not that involved but just watching you still see him at some point and he's like very very faint like in the sky Mm. but then as the episodes go on he becomes more and more and more visible so that by the time he's actually active in the storyline you see him completely that's cool yeah you're right I hadn't really picked up on that actually until you pointed out I did enjoy that that's very cool this question is going to be tricky, but I'm going to try it anyway. Ooh. So one episode idea was scrapped for being too dark and one was scrapped for being too silly. Do you want to try and hazard guesses? A dark one. A dark one, Thanos destroys all life and it's just him on his own. Mm. Um, a silly one. Uh, oh, God. But like the Avengers don't save the world. They just have big parties and get drunk and do drugs and stuff like that so no to both of them but i like oh. those ideas. the darker one was spider-man turns into an actual spider Ooh, <laughs> funny <laughs> and then the silly one was the avengers are dinosaurs <gasps> fun you'd like that i would love that it would be very um oh what's it called the lace dinosaur but more fun mm. um Okay, so some actors were replaced from the original MCU. Do you know which ones? Or do you want to guess? Um, no, I looked it up and it gone out of my head. So Scarlett Johansson wasn't in it. That's right. Um, Chris, I don't think Chris Evans was. No, he wasn't. Uh, Liv Tyler definitely wasn't. <laughs> do you want me to all off for you? Yeah, go on, tell me. So Robert Downey Jr., not in it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I reckon that like, he's got such a distinctive voice. I'm like, that's not him. Yeah, yeah well, he's retired now from MCU, apparently. So that's fine. Oh, right. Oh, fine. Um, Chris Evans, Scarlett Hansen, Tom Holland, because of contract complications of Sony. Oh, was that not? Oh, it sounded yeah. like him. No, uh, it did sound like him, but that kid 
did a great job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. was, um, Brie Larson, because of, apparently it's like a COVID situation. I don't really know what happened there. Uh, no. Chris Pratt, maybe because he realised he was going to be mocked. Um, Dave Bautista, Zoe Saldana, James Bader, Hugo Weaving, Gwyneth Paltrow, Letitia Wright, Michael James Shaw, Jeff Bridges, Zachary Levi, Ray Stevenson, Tadanobu Asano, Rina Vasso, uh, William Hurt and Liv Tyler. So quite a few. <laughs> yeah, but I think a lot of it is because some of them just haven't been in the MCU for a long time because their contracts have expired. So like Hugo Weaving wasn't in as Red Skull anyway in the most recent movie, was he? Yeah, that's true. Well, he didn't like being in it, did he? No, he wasn't a fan. So yeah. <laughs> I don't imagine he'd want to just tune in. Like Liv Tyler was a million years ago with yeah. the original Hulk movie. So there's a few. Uh, and yeah. if they're making just a very quick few episodes of cartoons, they'd have to think about the amount of money they need to pay to all these actors to come back. And then, yeah, like you say, do contracts and stuff like that. So it's probably easier to get a few in who are up for it and then the mm. others just replace them. Oh, and Edward Norton. They haven't put that here, but I'm going to just throw that in because obviously they have Mark Ruffalo now. Mark Ruffalo did. That was de- definitely Mark Ruffalo. They yes. always tell him. He's got that kind of, like, his voice is very, um, like, like he's t- like he's done some weed. Yeah. Oh my it's gosh. all a little bit like this, like not quite as slow as Matthew McConaughey, but got that kind of like, you know, that lackadaisicalness about it. Yeah, that's very true. It's like he's just permanently relaxed, which is ironic because his character is so not relaxed. Yeah. Um, yeah, I felt they did him a bit of a disservice with the drawing of him, to be honest. He's a lot more handsome than they drew. Yeah, he didn't look he didn't look like him. He's <laughs> <laughs> being really mean, but that's, that's obviously he's annoyed some of the artists, maybe. Yeah. Uh, the choir in the main theme chants a phrase over and over again. Did you notice anything interesting about it? Mm, no no I didn't were they like um was it like a I don't know uh, a catchphrase for a company <laughs> that'd be funny so they're saying Abka E Levram Nats um and if you look at it backwards it's Stan Marvel Lee Akba <laughs> oh oh okay oh. the last two words in the theme song are Vitor which is what if backwards <laughs> Vitor <laughs> It's like, yeah, they're like, oh, is this sneaky? Backwards language. Very cartoony of them. Mm. Um, they were going to do a spin-off series of one of the episodes. Can you guess which one? Uh, the Peggy Carter one. No, it was the Charles version of Star-Lord. Oh, um, okay. Mm. Which they obviously cancelled because of his sad passing in 2020. Mm. It's the very first MCU TV show which has been cancelled by Marvel Studios. Oh, oh, for good reason. That's interesting because... That everything they've commissioned, they then followed through with, mm, I know. which I think must be a rarity. Yeah, to be fair, they're just—it's a bit like Netflix; they can just green light whatever, and they know people will watch it. That's true, and then if not enough people watch it, they're like, "Well, we just won't do another one. We've got another yeah. idea." Yeah. One series for you, and then dead. <laughs> yes. Uh, did you notice anything interesting about Charles' um, jacket in mm. his Star Lord mode? No, I did not. While it's a lot of Peter Quill, it has lots of nods to Black Panther. So it's purple. It it has like the um the the neckline of the Black Panther suit as well. So it's a reminder of where he came from. Ah, interesting. That's fun. And also the ship. Did you notice the ship's name in that episode? No. So in Guys of the Galaxy, it's called Milano after Alyssa Milano because mm. Peter Quill, you know, yeah, he's. 
he loves Alyssa Milano. He's kind of basic. But T'Challa's one is called Mandela. <laughs> oh, yeah, it makes sense. I'm guessing because he respects him rather than the crush, but who knows? He's I mean, if he, if he, like, like Nelson Mandela's a very good looking guy in his youth. So, you know. Yeah, I'm not going to knock it either way. Who knows? Mm, yeah. Um, did you notice Coulson's password for his laptop? No. Was it like password? No, it's hashtag Steve, 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 I heart Steve 0704. <laughs> Um, and the number sequence denotes that his birthday is on July. <laughs> ah, that's his uh, Colson's birthday or the actor's birthday? No, um, Captain America's birthday. Oh, Captain America's birthday. Oh, of course, because it's the 4th of July. Oh, fucking hell, this stupid character and his patriotism. He's so patriotic. I wonder if he lies about his birthday. Uh, There's a, so, you know, they mentioned that Hope is killed on a mission to Odessa in 2006, and that's why Hank goes a bit like cuckoo bananas. Mm-hmm. Um, did you notice a link between this and Captain America, the Winter Soldier film? No, it's been years now since I watched the Winter Soldier. Um, a long time. I can tell you. It's fine. Sure. So Black Widow reveals in that film that she was shot by the Winter Soldier while protecting a shield asset in Odessa. Ah, uh, see. So in this version of events, it's like Hope got the mission, but she wasn't as lucky as Black Widow. Oh, interesting. Um, did you spot one of our superheroes being sworn in as president in the background? Uh, Tony Stark? Steve. Oh, Steve. Steve. Yeah, that was my second guess. but yeah. He's in the background when uh, during the Ultron. I think it's in season, episode eight. Um, so Ultron's got a cosmic awareness and in the background you see Steve being sworn in on a big screen. Oh, interesting. Yeah, that happens in one of the comics, actually. Mm. Uh, did you spot a familiar news anchor? No, I, mean, I did spot that journalist who was in the early Iron Man films. That's it. That's the one. Oh, that's yeah. it, is it? Yeah. It's the same voice and everything is off. Oh, good for her. She's back, everyone. I kind of want to have like a, a Marvel kids. <laughs> and she's like a kid who just loves doing news reports. Yeah. Um, did you spot Sharon Carter's skills in Peter's vlog during the zombie episode? No, she has skills. You know, it sort of shows them and then it was like a little file comes up about each of them. Mm-hmm. So her one said skills, spycraft, first aid, eulogies, which is quite dark because of it being a zombie episode. Um, but it also links to Captain America Civil War because they only find out her name when she gives the eulogy for Peggy Carter. Ah, uh, I see. You, special skills eulogies. Yeah. Um, Peter Parker mentions a character for the very first time in the MCU. Ooh. Um, by name. By name. Uh, ooh, someone coming up. Is it, I don't know, like... Uh, no, oh, mine's gone blank. I don't know. <laughs> We've mentioned him already. It's Uncle Ben, so he's never actually been named before. Oh yes, but he's on like his briefcase, his suitcase, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. I thought that was quite nice. Um, and that was my final question. What a what a what a come down! I didn't even think of a way to end that better. That, that was a roller coaster ride that just sort of stopped at the top there. <laughs> <Go back. laughs> yes, and now it's ended. <laughs> what would you like to hear? What is next? I would love to. Tell me. And I'm excited to discuss this one with you. 
And it is a film. We have a film. It's Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Oh, this was quite a fun one. Nice to do movies again. It is nice to do movies. We got two in a row, in fact. We haven't had this for a long time. We got that, and then it's The Eternals. Though I've heard The Eternals is not that great. You see my eyes changed. They went from, like, full of life to just sadness. I did see a twitch there in one (laughs) eye. Like, yeah. (laughs) It's again. That's fine. But it's fine. We've got the good, the better, the higher regarded one, I suppose, first. Um, and then we got the one that people didn't seem to like. But I, who knows? I might like it because I'm that you kind of person. You are contrary. I am contrary. Contrary Mary. Perfect. You've been listening to an episode of The Marvel Virgin. If you'd like to join in the conversation, you can tweet us at The Marvel Virgin. We hope you enjoyed the show and that you'll tune in to the next fact-filled episode.